We are back with another segment, as I stated before. But guess what, y'all? We are spilling on part three of the Thug series, Thug Matrimony. And child, this book was wild. And I was like, hmm. I already spilled about thugs and the women who love them. And every thug needs a lady. And I was going to do thug matrimony, then thug loving together. But I said, why do them together when thug matrimony alone have so much tea and Easter eggs? And child, the tea was hot so let's get into it so here we are on angel's wedding day she's now a corporate lawyer and she's marrying the man of her dream which she met in every thug needs lady kaylin santos and kaylin has got off the game and he has gone legit he mainly focuses on his record label as well as his trash distribution company. And they are very happy and they're in love. And how is their wedding day? And why is Churn dropping them draws at the beginning of the wedding? So, Angel and her girls are celebrating. You know, the bridal party comes together. And they love on the bride, celebrate the bride. And so, Angel ends up getting sick and throwing up all over her wedding dress. And so, she's like, oh my god, I'm not gonna get married. So, they run and get Kay. Because K is that dude. And he could fix anything. So he does what he had to do. He got her dress clean. And ready to go. And this is when. They do the oochie coochie. You feel me? So. Now. That everything is back right. In the world of Angel. You know. We get a sneak peek into Tasha and Trey or Roz, aka Tasha. She's dropped the Rosalind and goes by Tasha now. Her and Trey have two beautiful sons who happens to be twins. Which she was pregnant with at the end of Every Thug Needs a Lady. Shaheem and Raheem, I believe is the twins' names. So, Tasha ends up taking the boys from Trey and... You know, they're a lovely couple. He gives her a kiss. And, you know, even though she's upset, 
And child, she's upset because she's pregnant again. And she already got twins under the age of three, which is stressful enough. And to add on, she's pregnant again. Anywho, so Tasha gives, gives the boys and take them back with her to the bridal area. And Trey is on the elevator going back to the guys. But he never makes it to them because he ends up getting shot up. Which no one really knew about because child so much stuff happens so while that has happened some guys storm into the venue and basically isn't letting anyone out the venue they want the wedding to be canceled and child, guess who it is? Snake, a.k.a. Keenan. Angel's ex-boyfriend who was the pimp. Child, he lived through the beatdown. Now, everybody comes and like, Angel, Snake is here. And, you know, he's asking for you. And we so Angel go down there and she's like Keenan what you want baby I'm happy I'm in love I got the man of my dreams me and him about to get married like what are you doing here like she hit him with that rago who this for cause you not for me I'm over you so Kay, he's even though he know Angel love him and, and he love Angel, he become insecure because he knows their history and he knows that they were together for some years and he felt like all in all she would choose him if it came down to it, even though she never gave him the impression that she would choose Snake. So, Angel, of course, is pissed off because this is her special day. You know, she got her dress on. She's ready to be Mrs. Santos. She's ecstatic because the day has finally come and it's finally time to walk down the aisle. And he's messing up her wedding day. And she is furious. Honey, Angel go grab a candlestick and beat the hell out of Snake. Like this, this man is literally getting his ass beat. But he's saying, Angel, I know you still want me. You don't want him. I'm the dude for you. And she's like, Negro, I don't want you. I beat your ass to show I don't want you. And she was like, hey, 
I choose you. I chose you. I wanted to marry you. I still want to marry you. And child, why I can't walk down on this girl? Y'all just find out y'all pregnant. She's ready to marry you. She's like, babe. And she's actually begging him. Like, babe, you know, we, you know, I choose you. you we could get my dress clean again. And we could get married. I just, I want that happy ending. I want it with you. And Kay is like, mm, I don't, I don't know if, you know, if, if you for real right now. Because Kay insecurities has taken over. And he don't want to admit that he's insecure, but he's insecure with the thought of possibly losing Angel. Because Angel is his heart. Angel is the first woman since his child mother and him broke up. And... She loved his child, and she welcomed his child with open arms. And she was the first woman to do so without, you know, for the wrong reasons. She did it all for the right reasons because she actually loved and wanted what was best for Kay. And Kay loved on her, and he showed her love that even Keenan didn't show her. So their love and connection was really a sight to read in everything as a lady because the love just grew within them. Like Angel was willing to do things that she wasn't comfortable with. She was willing to be the writer Kate needed. Even as a law student, she was ready to, you know, do that. So, Kay walks out, and, you know, he's like, we're not getting married today, Ma. Another day, just not today. I don't, I don't want to be bothered with it right now. I, I just want today to be over with. And then... They finding Trey has been shot up and by the grace of God Trey is still hanging on to life. They were able to take him to the hospital where he's in critical condition and they had to put him in a medically induced coma to make sure that he was okay. So you know, Angel and Kay, they go home. And every day after has was a big struggle between them because Angel is so hurt and she's pissed. And she felt disappointed that he didn't marry her. She felt she questioned if he really loved her and if he really wanted to marry her at, at this point. And Kay, he was like, he was questioning their relationship. Like, do she really want to marry me? Am I the, the guy she, she really want to choose? Or is her love 
for Keenan or Snake. Well, he called him Snake. He was like, is her love for Snake still there? And I just want to say, bro, it is not. So, they, they end up throwing themselves into work. And Angel is the attorney at Kay's record label. And Kay acquired two new artists. One is this little um white rapper, I can Lil E and she could pass for a white version of Alicia Keys. She's very beautiful, she's very talented and her penmanship and her rap skills are out of this world. So Kate immediately wanted to sign her. And he also acquired a reggaeton group. And Kate was not feeling one of the artists within the group. So when he and Angel was talking about it, she was like, look, you can sign the girl. But the group, no. You're going to have to either cut one out or... Or just dump both of them as a whole. So the guy who he ended up signing, he was willing to leave the group in order to get signed. So there was another record label that was beefing with Kay's record label. And the owner of that record label was like Suge Knight. He was very brutal and powerful and he used his connections in the wrong way. He used his connection to the streets to intimidate people and Little E was actually signed to this label and she was also messing with the head of the label. But child, guess what? Little E was underage at the time when she signed her contract with him. She was actually 16 years old when she signed her contract with him. So, when she went to Angel and Case record label, she explained to them, that she really needed this contract deal. She's willing to put in the work effort. And that she was pregnant. And at first she didn't think she was going to get signed. Because she was pregnant. But Kay. Let Angel talk to her. Woman to woman. And Angel explained to her. That despite her being pregnant. That shouldn't stop her from wanting to get the money and wanting to, you know, bolster her career and do better. And she was like, look, I'm pregnant myself. And as you can see, I'm I'm pregnant and getting it. I'm going to work every day. I'm doing what I have to do. And so this inspired Lil E to go ahead and take the deal. And so, 
you know, Kay and Angel, they're going through their marriage, like, their couple struggle. Because I can't say marital because they're not married yet. So, they're going through a couple struggles. So, Angel, um, goes see her. Mom called her and she was like, girl, you ain't gonna believe this. Angel's like, mama, what's wrong? What's wrong? And so her mom was like, well, listen to your little sister Carmen and what she got to say. And Carmen's like, Ooh. so she, Carmen picks up the phone and she's like, what? All I told Keenan was the wedding day and where it was going to be. And he asked. And I didn't think nothing of it because that was Angel X. And Angel's like, you did what? You literally put my wedding at risk because... And she was like, and she was like, so baffled. She was like, how, how do you even know how to get in touch with Keenan? Like... And, like, he dropped off the face of the earth where even she couldn't get in contact with him. So, she was like, how are you able to get in contact with him? And she was like, so, she she made sure the mom wasn't listening. She's like, yo, I seen him in a club. And Angel's like, you're underage. How are you getting in clubs? How are you doing all of these things? And so, once the mom got back on the phone, Angel's like, mom, you need to do better. She's sneaking out she's in the club she's you know she's basically out here wilding and the mom like baby i work i'm trying i can't it's so much i could do and so angel made a vow she said i'm gonna come you know spend time with her talk to her and you know you know see what's going on with her sister so, Angel is working. Kay is working. They're getting in the swing of things. Now, on the side of Tasha and Trey, you know, Tasha is pregnant. And she's dealing with Trey being in his coma. And, you know, she, the doctor told her that... He can hear everything that's going on around him. So she made sure she talks to him. She made sure she updates him on the pregnancy. She she brings the boys. And it was so hard to read about how the their twins would always, you know, climb on and be like, Daddy, Daddy, you know, trying to get his attention. And it's like... And she'd have to say, well, no, guys, mom, daddy's sleeping. He's resting. So you have to be good. And it's like, it's crazy because you have to see her go through this pregnancy alone with twins on top of being at the hospital every single day. And she doesn't take time to actually just have that moment where she could just take a deep breath 
and just analyze what's going on around her. It's like she's an autopilot. She's trying to be okay for the boy. She's trying to be okay for Trey. She's trying to be okay for everyone but herself. And I forgot how it happened, but I think everyone's like, Tasha, it's okay to just break down. It's okay to not be okay. And Tasha was like, I can't not be okay. Like, it's so many people counting on me. And it was like, how can they count on you? If you're not taking care of yourself, you're pregnant, you need to put yourself first. Even if it sounds selfish to you, be selfish and take care of yourself. So she finally has that mental breakdown where she comes to that. Like, you know that meme where the Grinch be screaming? That she had that moment. And she, so when the staff came in, she was like, I just, I just needed to let that out. Because she was holding so many emotions in because when he first got shot all the way to that point, she, she just didn't, you know, she didn't have that moment of, where is like is real and wow this is what really happened so for her to have that moment she needed it so you know as time progresses Trey's signs he his signs are getting better he's doing a little better he's just not up yet so one day she was talking to him and she was just the fussing at him. And she was like, you know, it's so selfish. You know, I'm pregnant. And here you're missing the pregnancy. You're supposed to be getting me fat. You know, because that's your favorite thing to do when I'm pregnant is to get me fat. You you know, you love seeing me barefoot and pregnant. And she's like, you know, she's just talking about all the things he loved about their marriage. And why he should be here enjoying those things. And she's holding his hand. And he's scribbled, I love you, in her palm. And when she looked up, he was looking back at her. He woke up. Y'all, it took her fussing at him just for him to wake up. If that ain't love, I don't know what it is. Because trust me, if somebody fussing at me, I'm going to stay asleep. I'm I'm petty bitty. Like I'm I'm staying asleep. But he woke up because he loved her and he wanted her to know that she wasn't in this alone. So you know, he, he wakes up and all the guys come visit him and Kay has to bring the news. That he recently found out. Like. They were. Um, working for. The cartel. Or the mafia. I don't. 
I don't know how to describe it. Because it's like they're, they're one and the same, but they're not the same. It's different. I think it was the um, Italian Mafia or something they were working for. And so they came to Kay and they was like, Kay, I understand you and Trey are out, but you're not fully out. We we need one more job. And then, you know, you're out. So, so this is what happened. And this is how Kay finds out that they are needed by the Duns. The Duns, for Kay and Angel's wedding, they had got some gold bars. And they were going through, like, once Kay and Angel got their situation together, they ended up, you know, going to the courthouse and getting married. And so they end up, they were opening gifts one night. And Angel comes across some gold bars. And she was like, babe, who sent us gold bars? And when he seen it, he had his stomach dropped to the pit. Like, he was shook because it looked like the gold bars that they got off from their last excursion, you know, getting out the game. So he was like, oh, babe, you know, um, just probably some family from... Mexico, you know, they like to send extravagant gifts. And she was like, oh, okay. She didn't think nothing of it because she didn't know any different. So he knew what time it was when he seen those gold bars. So he, he goes to them like, yo, why y'all why y'all sending messages like this? And they were like, well, we need you. And, you, you know, we understand you out, but you ain't out. And so when he told Trey, Trey was like, man, they told us we out, we were good, we had nothing to worry about. And Kay was like, you know what, bro, you, you just got shot, you recovering, I'm going to need you to rest. I got this, I'm going to handle this. And so they find out that one of the Duns couldn't was a rat. And so they wanted him to be taken out the game if they they wanted they needed to exterminate him, basically. So, Kay was like, you know what? I'm doing this last job, but no more. Don't keep coming. Don't keep bothering me. I am out after this. And so the Duns agree, even though they don't want to. And... 
so when Nuns agreed to this, he was like, okay, cool. So, Kay, like, has been researching, doing what he has to do for the job for the Duns. So, Angel, you know, she's working hard for the label. She got Little E so many deals and sponsorships. She even got the reggaeton artists, a lot of deals and things of that nature. And everybody is doing good. And Lil' E, she's pregnant and getting it. She's further up. She's, you know, enjoying becoming a rising star in the rap game. She's excited. And she's excited about motherhood. She's enjoying being pregnant and able to just you know work and have fun while working and stuff and child the exec from the other label you know the should wanna be he ends up having a little e kidnap and he Had her shot and left for dead. And the reason why he did this was because when Angel and Kay first signed Lil E, by her still being signed to the other record label, he was like, you can't sign her. She's already in the deal. And Angel being the boss that she is, she said, no, you signed her when she was underage strike one you also had sex with this underage minor which resulted in a baby strike two i could put you in jail from having relations with this minor and he hurried up and terminated the deal but the baby was something he had to worry about because he's married and he didn't want his wife to find out that he was messing around with an underage girl. And he didn't want to go to jail, especially for messing with an underage white girl, basically. So, he had her kidnapped and, you know, he had her shot and left for dead. She was found, and she ends up living, but she did lose the baby, which is really messed up when you think about it. So, you know, Angel was taking this hard because she felt like it was her fault. She was like, man... Maybe if I would have, you know, had some, like, made sure somebody was following her. Like, maybe if I did this, you know, the guilt was eating Angel alive and stuff. And so, Angel is dealing with her own problems with Keenan stalking her. And constantly, she's popping up in places where she's at. She's like, yo, leave me alone. And so, you know... He's like, you know, I love you. 
he's like, I'll even take care of the baby. He's, he, he's, he's delusional when it comes to Angel. So, we find out that Kenan is still pimping. And he's also pimping Carmen, Angel's sister, out. Angel does not know this as of yet. So, one day he's chasing Angel and Angel barely escapes. But it ends up sending Angel in labor with her daughter prematurely. And so once Angel have the baby, you know, she's on rest. And case he's working, he's taking care of the label and he's doing everything Angel would usually do. You know, to make sure she's resting and enjoying, you know, the beginning stages of motherhood. So, Angel get a call from Keenan to meet up. Angel fed up with everything that's going on. She's like, you know what? I'll meet up with you. So, she meets up with him as if she's choosing him. And so her and Keenan ends up having dinner. You know, he's telling her how her little sister Carmen is jealous of her. How she talks about going into law. How she's talking about how she's going to be better than Angel. And how she always tried to act like angel and things of this nature and he said it was scary to see this behavior from the little sister but the messed up part about it was he was encouraging this behavior and i'm gonna say this when it comes to carmen i feel like carmen had a resentment for angel for leaving even though Angel did come back and take care of the mom, like she offered the mom to move to a like an area near them, like her and Kay. She wanted her sister to have the best of everything, and the mom was like, "Well, no, we're good where we're at. You know, I'll accept the money you give to help and stuff." Angel, like Carmen, thought that Angel could have done more. Like, when it, like, fought for them to move to a better place. She basically wanted the life Angel has now. And she felt like Angel could have done more things for her. And she, she felt entitled. And she held resentment because Angel left. And she felt like she was all alone when it came to, like, she was the only child left in the house. And she felt alone because the mom was always working. And the mom barely had time. So, yeah. That's part of Angel's and Carmen's situation. Of where Carmen have this unreasonable beef with Angel. So he's like, you know, Kenan, he's like, yo, you know, she want to be like you. It's so scary. I told her she doesn't have to be like you. She's herself. 
And Angel's like, Kenan, if you love me, why are you doing this to my little sister? This is this is stupid. You you know, you say you love me, but you're willing to hurt me and you know my little sister is one way to hurt me. And he shows his hand, he's like, I know that hurting her is hurting you, but I don't care as long as you, you know, you are, you know, basically being hurt by me. That is is wild. He he doesn't he love her, but he doesn't he he don't want nobody to do love her and treat her better. He rather have this messed up relationship that they had. It's like he don't want to see her happy. So they're, you know, eating. And so next thing you know, after they eat, have dessert, child, he want Angel to drop the drawers. So Angel's like, okay. She got the little lingerie on. And she had all her body down. And child, she put poisonous oil on her. And, you know, she ends up killing Snake. And Carmen comes in and tries to fight Angel. Because Angel's like, she's, she was so far gone mentally. Like, she she checked out at that moment when the whole situation with Snake dying happened. She was, she was like, I'm saving my little sister. I'm saving myself. So when everything happened and when Carmen comes in, Carmen is upset because she's in love with Snake. How did it happen? I don't know. She's in love with Snake. So she's like, you monster, you killed him. And Angel's like, no, you're free. You're free. You don't have to deal with it. He's, you you know, he's not here to make you do this. He's not here to make you do it. And she tries to fight Angel. And she tries to kill Angel. And Angel ends up having to kill her. Her sister. And... Kay... Somehow... Comes in... After everything is happening. And... You know, he has to snap her out of it. And when she realized what she done, she's so hurt. And Kay was like, you had to do what you had to do. It was either, you know, it's either you or it was her. It was either her or it was you. And our daughter needs you. So, you know. So... Angel ends up having to do like therapy behind that situation. And the mom forgives Angel. Um she kinda knew that Carmen was going to die, but she didn't know it was gonna be by Angel hands. She just knew with the way that Carmen was being out there and how she was acting that it was bound to happen. So 
let's get back to this job that Kay has to do for the Dons. So the Dons asked him to exterminate a rat and their miss. And he was like, okay, I'll do that. So the rat was, you know, having a like a night. And he was in his living room, and someone was in the shower or the bathroom. And Kay hears a voice that he didn't think he was going to hear. It was his artist saying, Papa, I'm going to play you my new song. And Kay hurried up and killed his target and bounced. y'all it was wild because Kay felt so much guilt because he had to look his father his his artist in the eye after killing his dad so this made the artist jump into the studio and just go harder and harder like, he created so many songs for his album, and he had so much he wanted to, you know, release and stuff. And Kay was like, hey, yo, you need a break, you know? Turn turn down the work ethic, come just, just get you some rest, just, you know, it's more to life than just working. And he was like... You know, the artist explained to him, he was like, man, he was like, have you ever lost someone? Then he got to explaining how his dad wasn't in his life due to the fact that his mom was Jamaican and the dad was like Mexican, Puerto Rican, and they didn't want the two to date because of interracial interracial relationships was looked down on and he wasn't always there but he would always send the child money and he was like when his father was so he knew that interracial relationships was frowned upon so he would always send the child money and he would always you know made sure they were good financially but he was never there physically so he finally came around when he was an adult and he was the artist the guy the regular artist he was very excited his name was uh i think poppy chulo if i'm not mistaken because I, I kept calling his band the reggae artist his name was poppy chulo Papi Chulo was so excited that his father was finally coming around because he felt like that inner kid was being put to peace that his father was coming around. And to have his father die murdered like that and him finding the body really messed him up. And Kay felt so guilty because he kept looking in this man's face like, yo, I took your father. But he he made sure that he was going hard to 
give him more when it came to the industry. He wanted to basically make up for his wrongdoings and things of that nature. And, you know, Lil E, she ends up living. Even though she was left for dead, she ends up living. And she lost the baby, and she's doing better. And she, you know, she got back in the studio doing what she has to do. And that is the conclusion of Thug Matrimony. Thank you so much for tuning in to this segment. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you again. Signing out. What's up, kings and queens? Thank you for joining me for another segment of Young, Black, and Bookish. Whoever book tea will be spilled. And honey, it's a lot to be spilled. The tea was so hot, I couldn't wait to get it out the cup to give it to you. So, for a disclaimer... I would like to say, if you have not read the book, please stop what you're doing. And before you indulge in this podcast, please go listen to the book or even read the book. The book is available on Audible as well as Kindle, Nook, and paperback and hard copy. So please take time to read the book if you haven't done so already. If you're not interested in reading the book and rather hear me talk about what goes on in the book, then this show is for you. Please keep listening and enjoy what I have come to spill. And child, I spill a lot. And another disclaimer. I forgot some names towards until towards the end of the recording, but... The reggaeton artist's name is Poppy Chulo. The female rapper is Lil E. You have Kay and Angel, Trey and Tasha. They have other characters mentioned that are like really none, like none factors. Um, the Don that needs them to do the work for them. His name is Don Carlos. And I forgot the other Don name, but those are the important people. Um, the person, the executive name who owns the other book label, his name is I always mess up this man's name but oh and Jazz and Fahim are in the book Omar is who it happens to be Trey cousin is the one who finds him when we talk about what happens to Trey And the record executive name 
is child I don't even remember his name that's just how important the record executive is to me like he was not the most important person to me but he was important to the story oh and I also forgot about the rapper that they signed named Loop Black. Um, the reason why I don't really talk about Loop Black that much is because Loop Black is sixteen and he's underage. And basically he's not old enough to sign a um a contract with them as of the moment so I wanted to you know I didn't really go into loop because he's not really mentioned as much as the other artists are so I kind of forgot about him So the executive label, executive of the other label, his name is Perry G. Perry G is um is basically a Suge Knight wannabe, and I I forget to mention so many um aspects of that. So yeah, those are some important tidbits. I think. I wanted to let you all know because I know that I'm very forgetful with names and I wanted to tell you beforehand the people names so you can know who I'm talking about.